0: Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. Not a lot of people outside of the Black Nova Scotian community know about William A. White, and I think it's high time we change that. Now, William A. White was a Baptist minister, an army chaplain, and a leading member of the Black Nova Scotian community during his lifetime. Um, He was the army chaplain for the number two construction battalion, which many Canadians are probably familiar with because it's in most of our textbooks as a footnote. And this made him the only black officer in the Canadian Expeditionary Force during the First World War. His story goes beyond that, however, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Um, But I guess we should start a little bit with where he comes from. So William A. White is the son of formerly enslaved parents from Virginia, and he was born during the period of Reconstruction in the wake of the American Civil War um in the 1890s he went to baltimore maryland where he joined the union baptist church and while there he actually um oh no sorry then he moved to washington dc and there is where he attended wayland seminary and there he met mary blackadar uh, who is a graduate of acadia university in nova scotia and she contacted acadia university sensing that you know william white would be a good fit and also, with the you know, Baptist ministry and the Baptist community among black people in Nova Scotia, it kind of ended up being a really good fit. And so he was accepted to the university in 1899. And so he came to Acadia University in Nova Scotia to study religion. And he managed to graduate with a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology in 1903. And that made him only the second black person to graduate from Acadia, like ever at this point in time. Now, on top of that, um, he did some missionary work traveling to various black communities throughout Nova Scotia, serving as a Baptist minister, and he actually established the Second Baptist Church in New Glasgow now, New Glasgow is actually a pretty significant place in black Canadian history, and we'll get into that and how it touches on some more famous black Canadians in future episodes but basically, this is where he you know he sets up shop for a while, and then he becomes a minister of Zion United Baptist Church in Truro, Nova Scotia, in 1905. He settles into the community, you know, he gets a wife, things are going fine, and then World War I rolls around. Which again, as I talked about before, you know, racism against enlistment, but he still wants to serve and eventually manages to get into the number two construction battalion as the army chaplain. Now, all of the officers in the Number 2 Construction Battalion were white, with the exception of Reverend White here. And uh, while parts of the Number 2 Construction Battalion were in the north of France, the vast majority were tied to the Canadian Forestry Corps and sent into the Jura Mountains of southeastern France, which are very, if you want to know where these are, they're close to um, Geneva and Lausanne, Switzerland. This is where they were for most of the war. Um, And yet, once again, while here and serving their country and serving the empire, they faced a lot of racism. According to Reverend White himself, uh, a lot of people wouldn't accept him as chaplain, even if they didn't have one. You know, good, white, God-fearing Christians would rather, you know, not be read their, you know, last rites or um be put away for death or have a prayer before going out to battle from a black person they'd rather have none at all than hear you know the the gospel and the good news from the good book from a black person so yeah that's a proud part of our heritage So after the war and after serving their time, the number two construction battalion is disbanded in 1920 and Reverend White goes back to his community and continues to be an advocate for, you know, black rights, equality, justice, and just trying to, you know, be a good leader in the community. In the 1930s, he actually pioneers a popular series of monthly radio broadcasts that end up being broadcast across Canada and across the northeastern United States. You know, the areas that more closely border uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. And, you know, it proves to be pretty popular, but then the Great Depression rolls around. And so during that point in time, he actually sets up a program to raise $2,500 a year, which again, at this point in time, is a lot of money. But he manages to set up this program that raises those funds to create trade schools inside of black churches, whether they are Canadian black churches or American black churches. He died from pneumonia on the 9th of September, 1936. So yeah, height of the Great Depression, but it still shows that he tried to challenge things and never stopped helping people. And that's really where it ends for Reverend White, the first and only black officer in the Canadian Expeditionary Force in World War One, a prominent black Nova Scotian leader, uh, a man of God, if that's your jam, and just generally... A important part of community and turn of the century Nova Scotia you know, at that point in time you know according to some he achieved an almost mythic status and it's a part of black Canadian history and particularly black Nova Scotian history that again most of us outside of Nova Scotia and the Maritimes are probably entirely unaware of. In some ways, he's a man of first as the first officer, but if there's anything to take away from his legacy is that he never stopped fighting. And even in the face of adversity and racism, continued to do what is right and good. And I think that is a, is a legacy worth celebrating and worth honoring and the fact that more of us don't know about this man is definitely what's bothering me today